0: Hey, 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 I'm Michelle. And I'm Greta. We are girlfriends who have always been seekers. We love learning, sharing,
1: and most of all, we love having those soul to soul moments with our girlfriends. Our podcast is about spiritual connection and sisterhood. You are not alone. So grab your glass, get comfy, and join us as we make some noise, light up the room, and get, get into, into it. it. We are so honored today to be sitting here with my very good friend, lifelong friend, Heather Lewis. And oh my gosh, we just, we appreciate you coming and wanting to share your story with us. It's an awesome one. And I think it'll help so many women. And let me just start with a little bit of my and Heather's history. So Heather has been an important, influential person throughout my life, and I don't even know if she knows that.
2: Oh, that's awesome.
1: (laughs) So our friendship goes back almost 20 years. I was pregnant with Lexi, so she's 18 now, um, at your wedding, yep, which was a beautiful, romantic wedding just filled with love, you and Andre. Like, I'll never forget it. Or the cake, because I couldn't drink, so I was all about the cake. I'm glad someone
0: had the cake. (laughs)
1: Um, but Heather has just been like this constant in my life where I feel like throughout all of my kind of soul searching journeys, you've just sort of popped up and been there when I really needed you, whether it was an encouraging word out of nowhere on social media or, um, you know, Hey, let's get together for lunch. Like just as I was starting A very big new chapter in my life when I started acting. um, We got together and had such great spiritual, always spiritual, deep, meaningful conversations um, that you just, it's hard to find that in life. Um, It's hard to find people that are going to meet you on that level. And, you know, it's after reading A New Earth and, we were just on the same wavelength, and that was so refreshing. Yeah,
2: always, always on the same wavelength. It's nice because our friendship hasn't had to be something that's like every week or every month or every year. I just always knew you were there, and hopefully, you've always known. It sounds like you have. I have. Um, that I was there as well. So yes, it's, it's a very um honest. Yeah, and very real. Mm-hmm. And then to bring Michelle in the mix, I mean,
1: it's what a I gift. Know. I love that. I finally. You get to have us all in one room is so great.
0: <laughs> well, and I even love how at this point in time, you had mentioned, you know, how Heather kind of pops in at different times in your life. And here we are doing this podcast recording. And what I love is she came to us. Yeah. It wasn't us out searching. And so after having this like great lunch and learning more about each other um, and, and how we're going to move forward in doing this podcast today. I got so excited. So I can't wait to hear and for everyone to hear more about Heather's journey and so many life lessons and just, it's an exciting, it's an exciting moment.
1: It is. Very. It is. So honored to be here. Yeah. So tell us, you had this sort of transformative moment that happened. Was it on the day of your 47th it, it birthday? It was
2: on the day of my 47th birthday, yeah. Um, we planned something to go to the city and stay the night in the city. It was something that we were going to meet up with some cousins and go have dinner. And it was like I woke up that day and everything dropped away. Everything that was... Stopping me from moving forward, everything that um, I was worried about like, how do I look? What am I gonna wear? What is my husband gonna think? You know, how do I have to show up for him today? How do I have to show up for my cousins? How do I have to make this okay for everybody? No, it wasn't that at all. It was like for once in my life, I was like, today's Heather's Day. And whatever that looks like, and I didn't pre-plan anything. I didn't know. I didn't even know I was going to wake up feeling that way. Um, you know, it, it became that.
0: So you were celebrating a birthday in which you may have not known in the moment that you were also birthing a new you. Yes. Yeah.
2: Nice. Absolutely. And so beautiful like birth is, mm-hmm. you know, it's tough and it's it's uncomfortable and it's challenging and it's discomfort and all the things. But it's also really beautiful and a blessing. And it, it just was magical, to be honest with you. It and was na- magical.
1: and just woke up that day and it was all different like a yeah, veil had been lifted. Exactly.
2: It was like a weight taken off of me. Wow. And and that weight I was thinking to myself, "Oh my gosh, I've always had the power to feel this way, and why haven't I?" And I know everything comes in its time that it's supposed to. I I'm I'm very aligned with with the journey. And you know, it was just mind-blowing to me that I could
0: feel that way. So then what did it allow you to do? Like once that feeling came in, and you had this sort of like, you know, aha, just this enlightenment moment, then what? You know, I, I lived in my body for once. <laughs>
1: like Wow.
2: I know that sounds kind of, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Um I wasn't worried about how I showed up for others.
1: And how many people, how many women? do that on a daily basis and don't even realize it? Right. It's very unconscious until it's not, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) until you're conscious about it. And then you realize,
2: oh, this was always a choice. This was always a choice. You know, if I would have made this decision at 37, my life would look different. But it wasn't. My journey is 47. And it it was crazy because everything after that just aligned so magically and perfectly. And it was lovely and beautiful. And it was just all the things I had hoped
0: for that I didn't even know I wanted. Can you give us an example of some of those things about, that aligned? Tell us yeah. about your day, oh, yeah, amazing day.
2: So, um, you know, me and Andre, my husband, we, we were there hours before our cousins arrived. And we were like, you know, we're just going to take a trot, you know, around the neighborhood that we were, our hotel was at. We ended up being at this restaurant, unbeknown to me at the time, it's my oldest son's Friends' restaurant, and it was very bougie and just all the vibes.
1: Let me tell you, I love that.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it was like great food and the atmosphere, and it was just. I mean, it matched my dress, for goodness sakes. (laughs) (laughs) You were in the flow. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, I was feeling myself, you know, and I I didn't put on a whole lot of makeup that day. I didn't do all the things I would normally do, but I wanted to feel comfortable in the skin I was in. And so I I wore exactly what I wanted to wear. I brought all these other outfits because I thought I had to show up a certain way. And I told my husband, I said, I'm going to just put all that aside and do what feels good to me. And it ended up being just wonderful. We sat, we had a great little brunch together. We had wine and we had this great food, and we had really, really deep authentic conversations about where we're going in our life together
1: and as that alone a, is, yeah. about, you know, at this point in your life, when you have one at home in the nest still, mm. but two that have flown. Yep. Those are big conversations to have with
2: yeah. your and significant other, you know, 20, 20 years of marriage, 20 plus years together, a lot of changes have happened, you know, and, and as of recently losing my father-in-law and losing my uncle suddenly. And it was just, it was perfect. It was just all parts of perfect. So The other part I just I want to share with you guys that I thought was just amazing. And there was so many amazing points to that day, like going to the MoMA Museum and seeing an artist that I've loved for years and not worrying about what my cousins wanted to do or if they did or didn't want to go or if it would be interesting to them, which they loved it. They had as great of a time as I did. But the the most beautiful part I would have to say is that night went to sleep and I told my husband, I said, tomorrow morning, I want to wake up and I want to do a handstand.
0: Love it. I want to turn upside down <laughs> yeah. and hold myself up. I can't do this alone, honey. That's what I said. <laughs> but you
2: can help me make this happen. And he did. Oh. And it was so moving to me that I was, one, able to do it <laughs> with his help. And two, I know it seems so simple, but it's those little things that just spark parts of your inner being. And it did. It sparked me.
0: The interesting thing is I feel like a lot of um, women, as they get older, kind of develop more fear in terms of e- even just that physical act of going upside mm-hmm. down. Um, and so what happened with you is it was like this moment of power. Mm-hmm. That's
2: awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. And I didn't think about it until you said it right now, but going upside down.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, I could look into that pretty deeply. I could probably unpack that. Right. <laughs> you we, could know said, what I mean? we could spend a
0: whole episode just on going upside down.
2: Right, right, right. It was just—it was—it was was perfect.
1: And I think you were honoring those little like uprisings in you. Those little when you had the thought, you were just like, "I'm gonna do it. I'm not gonna make excuses." Mm -hmm. Or Think of like why I shouldn't or why this doesn't work for everyone else. Yeah. So you just honored yourself. I mean, I can't even
2: begin to tell you how many years it's been since I even wanted to do something like that. You know, I think you you become older in life. And and like you said, some of your physical being doesn't work the way you hoped. It's not as light. It's dense. But what I am finding out is those dense part have nothing to do with my physical being has everything to do with the trauma I carry. Um, whether it be ancestral trauma, my own trauma, my family members, my friends, it's a choice.
1: Oh my gosh, that like made my eyes well with tears. That is just, um, I think, a really meaningful, heavy, truthful statement. The dense parts of you had nothing to do with your physical being, but they were the the parts that were traumatized. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, I've been in yoga for a long time. And in, in yoga, we teach that those parts that are uncomfortable or discomfort in your body really are stuck emotions. And until we're talking about it right now, I didn't realize that really turning myself physically upside down was releasing some of those stuck emotions, some of that trauma that was just stuck in my being for so long. And I mean, I just wish that more people can release that because I'm a different person. Not to say that I don't move through my everyday and and find stuck moments or revert back to, you know, pieces of myself, but I'm not the same.
0: It's leaning into that uncomfortableness, too, that I think even just from a therapeutic perspective, you know, when we when we start talking about things that are really deep and hurtful or just bury that we've buried, right? Because mm-hmm. um, it is vulnerable. And I think even just the act of going upside down is a very vulnerable place to be. But also what I love that you said is you asked for support. You were like, hey, husband, yeah, <laughs> here's where I need you to stand, you know? Yeah. And I'm going to go home and tell him thank you for his support because Aww. he was the
2: one person that I knew can help me get there without even, like, having the emotional conversation, you know? It was just a matter of him helping me do a handstand. (laughs) You know, a lot of pieces of our physical being, I think, that are weighted down by our emotional... Uh, things that we carry from whether it be societal norms or, you know, what we've created in our own worlds. Um, It's silly to believe, you know, now that, oh, my, you know, my body's not letting me do that. Now I know for sure Mm -hmm. it has nothing to do with my body. My body will do whatever I need it to do if I tell it the right things. The reason I reached out to you both is because this was such a pivotal moment for me. And I look at the younger generation, my son, my oldest son, who's 30, has an amazing group of family friends, you know, and um, they're 30-somethings. They're late 20-somethings. And like I want to shout this from the rooftops because I want them to get to this place way sooner than I did. There's so much time and space wasted in life worrying about some of those little things.
0: So in, in, in that statement, um, what were some of the things that you feel that you did that helped you to get to that place? So I know that you had that moment on the birthday where you just sort of woke up, but there were definitely some things that, you did or um, some information that you had or something that kind of paved the way for that. It's really interesting that
2: you asked that because I'm sure you guys have felt this as well, but you just know when a huge transition is coming, you can like feel it rising. It's like almost when you're blowing up a balloon to the place where it's almost about to pop. I felt that for weeks prior and I resisted. I, I bounced back and forth. You know, I know what things drive my soul. I know what things drive my my conscious awareness. And I started to do those more. And it wasn't something like, oh, I need to be doing this today. It was like, oh, I want to feel into that because I know that feels good, having that time and space. And it wasn't every day even. It was just that's what led up to that transition to that place.
1: And I think you have been someone who has been on this spiritual journey um, and been doing the work and get creating that space for yourself. But it's like it took until 47 mm-hmm. to have that like profound awakening And I love that you, your initial instinct was like, I have to tell everyone how great this is. And I know with me on my spiritual journey, I feel like I'm doing so good. I'm, I'm in the flow. And then all of a sudden I'll just get like total setback feeling like I'm completely knocked off the track. (laughs) I mean, I just had a shitty day yesterday out of nowhere and I had nothing but things to be grateful for. But yet I didn't use any of my tools. I didn't, you know, change my vibration. I I just had to put on some good music and start doing something I love. Yet I was, nope, I'm going to be in my misery right now for whatever reason. So it's, I think that's part of it though. It's like- Yeah, and that's totally okay, by the way. I think a
2: lot of times we judge ourselves on that. And yeah, I like to call myself a spiritual person and I've done the work, like you said, and I continue to do the work. Um, but is every day the what I want it to be? Yet no. But I'm not. The, I'm not done with this journey, right? You know what I mean. And and give yourself some grace. Yeah. You know those days, weeks. It could yeah. be months grace needs to be given to that because there's lessons in those deep, darker places. There's there's great lessons if we choose to see them.
0: Mm-hmm. Sometimes, sometimes we, we also need that quiet, right? Like yeah. as hard as it is, because it was an uncomfortable moment where it's mm-hmm. like, wait, you know, yeah. I don't even like what I'm doing right now. But it goes back to what you said about, you know, that density and being in that level of uncomfortableness. And so, but then through that, we can realize what some of the things are that we might need to pay a little more attention to and what we can do different next time.
1: Yeah, we I think we so easily forget what powerful, unique, amazing beings we are. And we just get so caught up in the day to day, especially as moms. I think it's so easy just to. Take care of everyone else's needs and put yourself on the back burner. And then with society, you're supposed to look like this and dress like this and have this. And it's like if you don't, it's easy to pick yourself, you know, apart on that level too. But what I really struck me about your birthday experience of turning 47 is like you just didn't give a fuck about any of that shit anymore. You were like, This is me. I am alive. I am living this beautiful life. And that was the word I used often.
2: Fuck is probably my favorite word. I love that
1: word. (laughs) Because it gives you so much
0: freedom.
2: You know what I mean? It just gives you so much freedom, you know? And and that day I was feeling that way. That whole weekend I was feeling that way. And, you know, a lot of my journey um, with parts of my family have been trying to show up in a way that makes them feel comfortable.
1: Oh, yeah. And how often do we do that? Especially, oh, my gosh, we've got holidays coming. up. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and 47 had me go, fuck it. You know, fuck it. Yeah. we went to a concert that no one's ever been to the kind of group before. I was like, I'm not going to try to be anything that I'm not. Whether they vibe with me or not, that's OK. Yeah. Like, do it's you. all in love. It, it's like and it's my birthday, by the way. So fuck it. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Heather was going to do what Heather wanted to do that day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I used to see that. And I don't, you
2: know, you guys probably feel the same. But when you feel that way, at times you feel like, oh, I'm being so selfish. Or, oh, yeah. Or, you know, the next day you'll worry about what you did or didn't, how you did or didn't show up for someone. And the freedom that comes with not really giving a fuck and really holding true to your own power and your own journey is just, man, I, I just, there's no word to describe how it radiates from your being. It's like I the, the true reason we're here, I think.
0: And you have space to do other things that you enjoy that really feed your soul, right? Mm-hmm. When you're not having all of those other thoughts Feel that you know space where it's like, wait, I could be creative right now, I could go upside down in my headstand or handstand right now, I could do all these other things, right? Or I can go to
2: Karuja bin concert, yeah. mm-hmm. and smoke a joint, and totally have a great time, nice,
1: yeah, <laughs> feel and push all that judgment aside, yeah, because this is your life. And you're here to live it and be authentic to Heather. Well, and I think sometimes we, we tell ourselves
2: a story about it, too, before it even happens. Because I already told myself, oh, my family's not going to like this and blah, 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 before we went. And then when I was there, and I let go of all that, there was no story to be had. It just was. Whether they had a good time or not, I don't know. You did. I did. I had a fantastic time. Um, for once, I can honestly say that. You know, and it's not by coincidence. I'm, I'm walking up the hill, at the Berkeley um, Greek Theater, and there's a huge 47 number. Oh. Like a parking space, 47. It was. It was pretty amazing. That's a I sign. Love that synchronicity, yeah. that just... synchronicity. So of course that. I took a picture. You know, with mm. my shoes. <laughs> My flip-flops. Yes. Because it was also an alignment, you know. Me and flip-flops, 47, at the cruise bin concert.
1: I know. When you tell the story of that day, it was just such an experience of being in the flow. And it is, when you have those experiences, it's like, why can't I have that every day? Absolutely. Well, guess what? You can. You can.
2: Yeah. We, we choose it. We choose it otherwise. And I still am wrestling with it. Yeah. But, but I wouldn't have reached out to you guys had I not had that experience.
1: And I think what I really love when you wanted to meet with us and tell us about your story is that, you know, there's so many women that like think their life's over at 35 or 27. I remember thinking, oh my God, I'm turning 27. I'm so old, you know, and now it's like, are you kidding me? But you couldn't pay me to go back to 27. I love being the age that I am in this time now, but it's great to think about There's more to look forward to. And whether you're, you know, older than 47 or younger than 47, it's like there's just so much that awaits you still. Right. And don't let yourself be weighed down by... All the
2: things you think you're supposed to do or be for others. Just be you because that's what the world needs. That's what this this world needs right now. All of us shining our own lights. So, you know, taking a moment just to sit in yourself, like you said, be present to how it feels, what, what, what it feels good for you. It doesn't have to feel good for anybody else.
0: Yeah, I think when we show up in our most authentic selves then we can also, as you said, radiate and then attract back to us some of those things as well. The circle of friends and tribes that I now am part of looks different than maybe some of the people that showed up earlier, you know, years of my life. And not good, bad, or indifferent. Mm-hmm. It's just that you are sort of get met where you are. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. And,
2: attract. and look where I'm at right now. You know, it's perfect alignment. And we all need a tribe. We really do. Community is important. So connecting with your tribe, connecting with yeah. your community, you know, aligning with that vibe is important.
1: But you won't do it if you don't put yourself out there. Me too. And I think this is a conversation that needed to happen. I agree with you. I think so many women are very isolated mm-hmm. at this point in time. Um, I mean, COVID definitely made matters even worse, but it was happening even long before that. I think we've just, that's the way our society is set up now. It's like everybody goes to work and then they go home and then they raise kids by themselves and they, there's just not a lot of community anymore. So I think that's such a great point that you brought that up. And doesn't that go back to vulnerability?
0: It always goes back to vulnerability. (laughs)
2: Yeah. And, and you know, one thing I want to share with everyone, you know, I say doing a handstand, right? Like you wouldn't think that's a big deal. You know, I'm going to be super vulnerable right now and say that I'm about 50 pounds overweight. So is doing a handstand at 50 pounds overweight, is, is that easy? No. But it, did it feel fantastic? Yes. And, and I know that, you know, hearing the story about me doing a handstand might seem simple to some, but um, to others that are in my same space or the journey of not feeling confident and comfortable in your body, um, you know, for me, it was a big deal. It was a really big deal. And it continues to be. So, you know, I just encourage you all to do a handstand. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Get, get in touch <laughs> or with whatever. Yourself.
2: Yeah. Like, whatever that looks like for you. Mm. If you've been thinking about doing cartwheels, go do a cartwheel. You know, if you've been thinking about running down the street, skipping, go do it. What's stopping you? You know, oh, when's the last time?
1: I have skipped? Yeah. <laughs> skipping just make you happy just yes. innately. Yes. <laughs> definitely did. I mean, there's so many things that we used to just play and be kids and I think we were so much more connected with our bodies. Like we didn't hold them under a microscope like we do as we get older and have all these stories about them. And it's like we used to just play. So, you know,
2: drop the worry about judgment. You know, step into your own space, feel what that feels like for you, and then just do it. You know, there's people out there like myself. There, there's women out there that want the tribe, that want the community, that need it. And I, I, I it's not even about needing it. I think we all need it. I
1: think we all need that. Yeah. Even if you don't think you do and you're really fine, like being isolated in your home and just doing your routine and not letting anybody see your mess, your vulnerable mess, whether it's like dirty dishes or like the mess of yourself. But you, I would highly recommend, yeah, still putting yourself out there because you may be so out of touch that you're missing that. And there's a longing for that, that you don't even realize it. Um, there is a reason that there were women were in tribes Mm -hmm. and they did the raising of the children together and, and the, the village work was done, you know, in a big circle.
2: Absolutely. And and just know, even if I never meet any of you out there that are listening to this, I hope it's impactful. And just know I'll be cheerleading you.
0: That is the best. That's super key is like just knowing that you've got somebody that is behind you, encouraging and singing your praises from afar, even, you know, just to know that you have that is huge. And I think everyone out there needs to know that there there will always be somebody in that space. And if you do allow yourself to be just a little bit vulnerable and reach out, you can have that. It's exactly what I was going to say. It takes a little bit of vulnerability.
2: That's it. And it's not even being vul- vulnerable with as much other people, but really being honest with yourself because that's the first step. After I mean, you be honest with yourself, then being on- vulnerable with other
0: people is just your truth. Well, you know, one of the things um, we talked about in a previous podcast um, is A woman who we were interviewing said, You know, if you can just look at yourself in the mirror, like start with that, you know, just get up in the morning and look at yourself in the mirror. Some people have a hard time with that, even just that moment, that pause and really just look at yourself and then the second thing you know would be like to give yourself your own praises you know and and have that uh, inside of you but that is hard it's not easy find something little yeah. to like to love to yes. connect with mm-hmm. find something little All like, these baby steps right yeah. like we don't have to go to the extreme of anything and i think sometimes we forget that too where it's like all these little things the more you do them the more they become habit and then you can move on to the bigger things and the next thing you know you're out there Preaching to people about how amazing you are and how amazing they are. And it just is this whole like trickle effect.
1: Yeah, I think it, it brings me back to children again. They teach us so much. It's like kids don't have a problem looking at themselves in the mirror and telling themselves that they're, you know, amazing or beautiful princess or whatever they're feeling that day and it's like falling back in love with yourself mm-hmm. as an adult getting back to that childlike appreciation for this body that we are just these being this spiritual being inside and trying to find gratitude for this you know, this body, this armor that we have to go through this life in, um, but just appreciate it. And it can do so much. Yeah. But it's all about what we tell it. Yeah, we tell that. And that was such a good point that
2: you made too. We tell it some crazy stories. We do. Oh, I'm 50 pounds overweight. I can't run a half marathon. Well, guess what? I did. Fuck you know what yeah. I mean? It's like, That's yeah. my girl. Was it, was it fun? No. no, but, but, I, but did I did it, it. <laughs> you know, and yeah. I'm finding there's more and more of those, those, those situations. There is. Mm-hmm. I
0: know as a massage therapist, I'm um, working with people's bodies. You know, there are moments where a client will come in and immediately it's like, right here, I can't move, you know, and everything is attached to this negativity. And part of what I work with them on is how about if we look at it more as you have room to release you know, like what can we release here and take a different approach. And each time you look at that part of your body, like give it something positive, visualize the healing happening, visualize the space being created, and and then see what happens. Then see how much more mobility and freedom and flexibility that you have there. But when you attach to those negative stories, it's like you're you're creating that path for yourself. And you get kind of locked and stuck. You do. Yeah. Well, I had 47 years of stuck.
2: And chose that that wasn't going to be the case anymore. And I just encourage all to do the same.
0: So let me ask you this question. Do you feel now every morning when you wake up that that is a decision that you're making? Or or after that day with the sign and the feeling and all the things that were in alignment, do you feel that just from that moment you're like, no, like this is just what it is?
2: I actually feel this is what it is. There's a freedom. There's such a huge freedom around it now. And Like I said earlier, it's not to say that I don't still feel all those things, like question myself or be in judgment or have bad days, you know? But what I can say is my first thought now is how is Heather going to feel about that? I've never had that before. It was how is Andre? How's my boys? How's my mom? How's my dog? (laughs) <laughs> everybody else is on the list. Yeah. Everybody, but Heather was on the list and now Heather's on the list at the top of the list. Yeah. I love yeah. it. Sometimes she's like, she's, she's, you know, almost there. The yeah. Sometimes she, the she, top. she, she treads <laughs> lightly, you know, but, but there was a freedom that happened and, um, Gosh, I'm just so grateful. So was it like a permission to yourself also? Yeah. Yeah, it was like I matter. Like my being here on this earth matters. I'm not just here for everybody else. As much as I want to be here for everybody else, Um, that's what I was born into. I took care of my parents. I took care of my family. I took care of, you know, I had a baby at 16, you know, so I've always been the mama. I mean, I'm known at work as Mama Bear. I'm known in the LGBTQIA community as Mama Bear, Mm. you know, with my son and his friends. Um, And I love that role. And I love that title. And I'm so honored to have that. But there is a space that I had to go, how can I do that? And I know what people hear this all the time. How can I do or show up for others if I'm not showing up for myself. And I really didn't understand that saying until that day.
0: Wow! So there, so all of this that you're sharing, there's so, and I and I know we can't get into every little nitty gritty detail because I, I I like to hear it all, but we're limited on time. But there's so much that this is coming from Heather. It's not just like, oh, you know, yeah, I took care of people here and there. Like you're talking about taking care of parents. You're talking about you know being this rep- kind of representation or this caretaker in a community of people, mm-hmm. you know, outside even just your own home and and at work and you know all and all these different facets of your life so This undoing and this sort of going upside down, really, it wasn't just like, oh, no, big deal. I just made the decision this morning and this happened. Like, so much was
1: unpacked in all that and what you just said. I wanted just to interject real quick because while you were talking um, and after listening to what you were sharing, I think just even being a young mother and Facing, I'm sure, so much judgment as you were 16. You said I was, mm-hmm. and I think that alone would be so much to have to like strip away. So now you're this 16-year-old mom and then you've got this feeling of like, I have to prove to everyone I'm not a fuck up and I can do this and I am responsible. And I think, I mean, I could see how that would set you on that trajectory of your life. It's always been my trajectory. And it's exhausting. Yeah.
0: (laughs) It is exhausting. Girl, I'm listening to you and I'm like, damn. So so when I say there's
2: freedom in feeling the way I feel now, you can understand Um, that that doesn't exist anymore. And it may look really selfish to some of the people in my space, but the ones I know that love and support me, although it's uncomfortable, mom said no. Yeah. Or my husband, I'm saying, no, I don't want to do that tonight or I don't want to eat that or I don't want to have, you know what, I'm going to go do this. And him looking at me like, what? You know, those are powerful moments for me. Yeah. And they're big moments and some people may never understand how big those moments are. But they are big. And yeah. that's. I think that's why another reason I reached out to you. Because there's, there's more of me out there. There's more people with the same kind Absolutely. of story, you know, with the same kind of, you know, judgment placed on them, judgment placed on themselves
0: mm-hmm. um, that they just don't need to carry. Well, I think sometimes, you know, we look at people who... We might perceive that, oh, they're putting themselves first. Oh, well, they're a bitch. You know, like they don't think about everybody else and yada, yada, yada. And and what people don't understand. So I actually am a little bit of the opposite in terms of I've always put myself first and not in a way that nobody else matters. I understand the concept of you got to get the oxygen mask on first. So I remember even having a baby at home and thinking, you know what? you might cry for 10 minutes, but I'm getting my shower in. I'm getting in that shower. I'm putting my makeup on. And this is how I'm starting my day. Because if I don't, then I know I can't give the best of me right now. And I did learn that very early on, which I feel very, um, oh, I don't even know what the right word is. I mean, its I, I feel very good about myself for that. And it was never in a way that was like, okay, you're going to have lack of something. It was just like, I am important. I do value myself, and you know what? This is what I need to do, and then I can give the rest to you. And I've always
2: really admired that that stance, that point of view—to be able to sit in that space. Like that's not something I even understood until this last year. And that's that why I it was an option.
0: And this is what—and I, I think a lot of people are like you, Heather. And that's yeah. why I feel a lot like, of women. And for that, sure. I'm so grateful that you're here to speak on that because also you're teaching me so much about. Just even interacting and having that compassion and empathy for other women who do feel that way because I never really understood that. It was like okay girl, if you're tired, go take a nap you know like girl this what? isn't a big deal just go take a nap <laughs> seriously and, and, like
2: and in our minds we're going, I can't take a nap. I got to do the laundry. I got to make sure I look good when my husband gets, I got to have like the mind spinning is like crazy. You know, I tried to explain to my husband once, like what the conversation that happens in my head on a daily basis. And he was like, that's exhausting. I'm like, yeah, tell me about it. I've been doing this for a long time. Yeah, Yeah, and the
1: people that are closest to you wouldn't know because you're just making their life. She handles it. You know, the perception (laughs) is she just gets it done. Yeah, it's the norm. And I really
2: love doing for others, Yeah, you know, but there is a balance to it. And what a beautiful gift you were given to be able to know that that oxygen mass has to go on you first. I was never taught that. And now I'm at 47 trying to teach myself
0: that. What's interesting about that though is my mom was not that way. So I just think it's interesting how we all pick up different... things throughout our lives and like you said we sort of write these stories and attach these you know um beliefs around so i don't know where i got this from but somewhere along the way i was and i you know my grandma raised me part of the time too and she was a Soul taker to everyone, you know, or caretaker to everyone. That was her mission was everyone's fed. Everyone did it at mm-hmm. her last. And I, I almost think for me, in watching people like that and seeing where the lack was, um, maybe that was what ended up.
1: That was your you know, lesson.
0: You that was my lesson and wow. giving me that power to then go, uh-uh, yeah. no, you're not, you're not going to burnt out. You're not going to da-da-da. Like you will take care of yourself. So I share this about myself just because I think it's interesting how if we really look at how we are raised and like you said, those belief systems, what we can do with them.
2: You know, Michelle, I really loved what you said about how you have a little bit different perspective or um, what's the word? I Experience. Yeah, experience. Thank you, um, that you had that I had, right? Because when you're in the place that I was in with always having to do for others, you don't always align or see the others, the other women in your life that are holding it down and finding balance. So, I mean, what a gift that I get to now have a friendship with you so that I can learn from you how to put my mask on. I know it sounds so simple, um, but even at 47, I'm going to need those reminders. So I'm reaching out to you to say... Please remind me, Oh, I and will. I will support. get my mask
1: on first, girl, and then I'll be like, let me help you now. <laughs> Let's do this together. I love it. and i I also love that you are telling women you're giving women permission to um change throughout their life. It's like you don't need to just continue on this course. If mm-hmm. it's not working for you, there is another way. And you can surround yourself with different people and you can do things, you can do your headstand, you can do things that are out of your norm and will change your life. Um, And and it can start out small and you can become, you know, we're constantly aging out of Mm -hmm. who we were and shedding that skin. And so I think it's great that you're just reminding all of us that 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 there is still hope for that, and you can become, you're still becoming. Yeah,
2: I, I don't think it ever stops. I mean, I hope for myself it never does. I hope I can come back in five years and tell you guys a different story, you know, about the next adventure or the next chapter, because I feel like we all have our chapters to have, even different books sometimes. Yeah, and, and that's okay too. I, you know, just living your best life. Yeah, the time that we have here
1: is just so important. Well, I absolutely know you will come back and have a different story because this is who you have been throughout the course of our friendship you have always been on a growth journey and like I said you have been someone that I've looked up to um and have really learned so much from when it comes to spiritual growth and transformation and um I just, you're such a gift. Oh, I feel so honored. So honored. Thank
2: you. And, you know, it's always nice to have other people recognize what you don't see in yourself.
1: Well, thank you so much for joining us today. And I really know that you are going to reach so many women, whether it's on this platform or somewhere else. Like, I think if you just continue to share your story, there are women that are going to feel healing from your message and be spurred and to, you know, take action to grow. Thank you so much.
2: Thanks for having me, you guys, and, and allowing me the space to, to be able to share. It's just really beautiful what you guys are doing. Thank you, Heather.
0: Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you liked what you heard and were your girls,
1: please share and add a review on iTunes so we can continue to grow our circle. You can also find us on Instagram and TikTok at That's My Girl Podcast.